Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Well, a champion is crowned in the NFL, the L.A. Rams at SoFi Stadium, their home base. Is that two years in a row now where the home team has uh, gotten their uh, their chance to play in the Super Bowl and they won, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and now the L.A. Rams. Look at that. Looky, looky. As Joe Burrow, Joey Burr, Joe Cool uh, and company came up short at the end there as... Aaron Donald was running around with about 30-some seconds left, uh, pointing at his ring finger, saying, give me my ring. Uh, Cooper Cup eventually named the Super Bowl MVP. And Matthew Stafford, who was withering away with the Detroit Lions, one year with the new team, and now has himself a Super Bowl ring. Rowdy, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Obviously, Matthew Stafford, 0-3 in playoff appearances as a Detroit Lion. 4-0 4-0 and with all of the Unbelievable, teams. dude. And I saw the hits just keep on coming last night with Aaron Rodgers. I saw everyone just, like, just, just giving it to Rodgers uh, with him not being in the Super Bowl again. We have some Aaron Rodgers chatter today as the Packers making some news. Uh, the, the one that got me, Joe Mixon now has uh, more touchdown passes uh, than Aaron Rodgers in the last decade, Rowdy. And Joe Mixon, obviously, is the uh, the running back for the Cincinnati Bengals that they may have forgotten about uh, in a key play. Uh, Rowdy, you had a lot, of, lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of prop bets. 11, 11, right? Was it 11? Yeah. Correct. You had 11 going into the Super Bowl on uh, yesterday. Uh, Friday, you had three picks. So you put, uh, again, 11 for the Razor's Edge, which is sports gambling we do every day, 650, You went, what'd you go in them again, brother? Four, Four six, and one. Not a ton of luck in that game. Pretty much every bad bounce. Caught it. Well, the one I feel like we should just throw out that was the um, the kickoff, right? Will the kickoff be re- what was that? What was that prop again? Will the kickoff be returned or not? Yeah, I mean that was a loser. You're yeah. gonna have losers when you have eleven yeah. picks. Yeah, but, I, uh, I feel like that we should just throw that one out just because it's uh, that was just kind of like for you your funnest quote unquote one. Just whoop, throw it out. Whoop. Uh, that, I mean that one counts. It's just the other ones that were losers that shouldn't have been losers. So. What, okay, so there's like really boneheaded plays in Super Bowls. Now, I don't think it'll be the level of Pete Carroll and, and Russell Wilson not handing the ball off to Marshawn Lynch for him to run into the end zone against the Patriots. I don't think it'll be up to that level. But with the game on the line, it's third and one. You know, you're you're, you're driving, you're trailing by three, and it's the freaking Super Bowl. And the Cincinnati Bengals decide to hand it off to Samaje Pirine? Rowdy, what, did they forget I, they I have Joe like, Mixon? I feel like with a third and one, and you have less than a minute left, you obviously didn't. You were running out of time. You didn't have all your timeouts, and your third and one play is a handoff to Samaje Pirine. Yeah, not Joe Mixon, not letting Joe Burrow throw the ball two straight times. No. Who's obviously your best player, but Samaje Pirine the backup running back that didn't even have more than a couple yards rushing the entire game. I, Actually, Rowdy, he had, he had one carry before that for no yards for no yards. He had, he had two carries. And go back, go and back and look yards. at his game log for like the last five games. I don't think he's had more than five yards rushing in any of them, he had, but he's the guy you turn to. I'm sorry. I think that's potentially a fireball offense. <laughs> and I know it you, literally cost you a super bowl. I know you just made it to the super bowl, Zach Taylor, but guess what? You're fired. I mean, before that, he combined his first two seasons for six wins. Let's see here. In the postseason, Rowdy, in the postseason for Samaje Pirine, here's his 2021 rushing stats in the postseason leading up to the Super Bowl last night. One carry for two yards. And they decided and to give him the And that's the guy you go to. In what universe... Is that up there with? The, it can't be, but it's Samaje P. Ryan has never been relevant outside of one week where he played football for Oklahoma and they kept him in all game against a crappy Kansas team and he stole Melvin Gordon's record for most rushing yards in a game. 
That's the only time he's ever been relevant. Spot on, Rowdy. And for some reason, with the game on the line in the Super Bowl, how how much was it, like the 30 seconds left when he got the ball? Something like that? That was 40-something. 40-something. They give him the ball, and he comes up snake eyes. And then you have to burn your time out. Yep. And then you have to go fourth and one for everything. And Joe Burrow's you know, a little gimpy, a little limpy. Well, I just and don't the line's get it. terrible. Joe Mixon was by far the best running back on the field yesterday. Yeah. You don't go it to, you yeah, don't you don't give go it to him. him. Is that is that up there with not giving it to Marshawn Lynch against the uh Seattle or the Seattle Seahawks against the Patriots? If they pick up that first down, game on. Yeah. I mean, all they needed was a field goal to tie the game to go into overtime. What did they have? One timeout left? Yep. They would have been closing in on midfield. Yep. Joe Burrow, obviously one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Yep. Jamar Chase, obviously <laughs> one of the better wide receivers in the league. Yeah, he's a monster. T. Higgins having the best game as a receiver. Yep. I, I, I don't get it. I just, I don't get it. Samaj P. Ryan, out of all players, gets his number called. I think it's a fireball offense. <laughs> we, we should do a Twitter. We should do a Twitter poll over that. Yeah, I like got it, a couple it, Twitter polls we want to do today. Well, did you see the tweet that I sent out after the game uh, about I'd, Joe Burrow? I'd have to go look. What was it? So I brought this up just a little bit last uh, last week. Oh, yep, yep. So since 1995, there are exactly zero quarterbacks who made their first Super Bowl lost it, then made it back later in their career. Historically, either you win your first Super Bowl or you don't get a second chance. I did see that one. And you had Joel, you had a quote of that tweet said Burrow with the look emoji, the looking emoji. What's with, what's with Connor? What's with your buddy? What's with, what's I don't know. It? He thought that there was, there was hate there. There's no hate there. It was just simply. Yeah, you, you, you get under Connor's skin, your buddy. Uh, I think so much that he had to run away to Texas. And did you see the one of the gifts I used? Yeah, Star Wars. I couldn't. There it oh, is. Yeah. Let the hate flow through you. And he says, "Thanks for letting me vent." vent. I'm, I'm cultured. You want to call? Well, I wanted to know. Anyways, well, well, I'll ask you the other question off here. So Samaj P. Ryan gets it. Um, comes up snake eyes. Then Joe Burrow, the line collapses right away. Aaron Donald makes his presence felt, and you know turnover on downs. The L.A. Rams then get the ball, and it's kneel time, and boom, it's. 22 years in the making for the L.A. Rams. First time SoFi Stadium, like, well, actually, Rams, what, just built SoFi Stadium $5 billion. They they got a Super Bowl in it, man. It was it was an entertaining game, to say the least. Well, what are the, now the question is, what are the Rams going to look like next year? Aaron Donald's talking of retiring. Yeah. Sean McVay talking of retiring. What is, what is all this, by the way? I saw the report before the Super Bowl that Aaron Donald, if he were to win the Super Bowl, is going to walk away from the game. He's going to retire. That's the report. McVay's talking about retirement too now, Rowdy? Potentially like going into the booth. He's 36. Yeah, he's the isn't he the youngest coach in the NFL? No, he, second youngest. Who's the youngest now? Oh, they were was it Zach Taylor? They had just they were talking about um he was the second youngest. Okay. Uh Sean McVay already thinking about retiring. Wow. He's one and one in a Super Bowl. <laughs> like it's not like he's like thirty six and he's got four Super Bowls. Well, Zach Taylor's thirty eight, I think. No, Sean McVay is the youngest NFL's youngest head coach already in the second Super Bowl with the Rams. Thirty six years old and talking about retiring. Sean McVay going out on top, one and one, five hundred in Super Bowls. Born January twenty fourth, nineteen eighty six. From Rowdy, born Dayton, Ohio. Wow. How about the the game itself, though? Like, not not talking about Samaj P. Ryan and the you know some of the the boneheaded you know plays at the end there. I thought overall it was a very good Super Bowl. It was like very entertaining. There was you know it was dramatics. It was close. You had two teams like you know the refs weren't interjecting themselves until the end there when they called that bizarre pass interference on the Bengals. Overall, it was a good game. It was a, it was an exciting game to watch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you talk about the last little bit there. One, they totally missed the false start as both of the tackles fall started. Yeah. Then that's a pretty weak call on Wilson at linebacker for pass interference. Remember Very when? Weak. Remember when the Packers, especially because they weren't calling any of that all night, and then all of a sudden, remember when the Packers played? Man, I think it was the overtime loss to Arizona back in like two thousand and was it 
15, oh, 16. What, what was this, Jeff Janis? Yeah. Or, yeah. Remember when Jeff Janis totally got grabbed and, like, the, they never threw a flag and the commentator's like, well, they he didn't he had his hands on him, but he didn't direct him. He did not direct his body. And then it was like next time down the field, Arizona had a guy go up and it was like the same exact thing. Had his hands on him, yep. but didn't push him but anywhere. Didn't direct him. And then they're like, he totally had his hands on him and he was directing <laughs> where his body was going. If you look at it, like it's like he barely had his hands on him. There was no grab. No. There was no directing of the no, body. There was nothing. And then he took his hand off and made the play. It was just good defense. Yeah, I that one was very questionable. But for the Rams' sake, if you're gonna talk about what ifs Oh the the yeah, the face, the face mask, mask on Jalen Ramsey. T. Higgins, but we had T. Higgins prop, so I enjoyed that yeah, one. Yeah, same. But anyways, like the other one, one huge thing that hurt the Rams in the second half was uh Odell Beckham Jr. going down with a knee injury. Yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, Odell was the key for the Rams to begin that game. Hell, even, you know, he got the touchdown. He had a couple of big catches. And then I'm thinking, what, tore an ACL, tore an MCL? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was uh, the sideline reporters. They're sitting there and like, well, Odell seems questionable. They don't know. He's in a lot of pain. It's like, <laughs> in what universe are you coming back from a non-contact yeah. injury where you're holding your knee? That has torn ACL, MCL, or something torn in it. your knee. 99.9999% yeah. of the time. I mean, he, he the ball's coming in. It looked like he was going to catch it. And then as he was going to catch it, his his knee, his foot hit the turf and his knee twisted wrong. And all of a sudden he drops the ball and starts clutching his knee and screaming. I'm like, oh, God, that's an ACLS and MCLS both. He's done. <laughs> the reporters, yeah, he's got to go to the medical tent. I'm not sure what's going on. Now, I know they got to be partial about it all, but it's like, if, if I were in that position, like the dude's ACL and MCL are blown out of his knees. Like he's done. Odell Beckham Jr. Then that was people were worried about Joe Burrow tearing his other yeah. good knee because obviously last year he had season-ending surgery of the year this year on yeah on his other knee, but yeah it was a different knee. But I didn't think it looked as bad. No. I thought it, it's probably I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's sprained. Yeah, I, it didn't look as bad. Odell, you can tell right away it's like that dude's his stuff's blown. Well, his was non-contact. Yeah. You're screwed if it's non-contact. Yeah. You're like, we know about that. Remember Jordy Nelson back in uh, a preseason game for the Packers many years ago, when he jumped up to get the ball, came down, all of a sudden was clutching his knee. You're like, okay, it's over. Blown ACL, blown MCL, done. Yeah. But Odell Beckham Jr. Man, he made his presence known, got injured and then watched from the sidelines. Rams still ended up winning, but then Cooper cup just, I mean the, the triple crown, right? Offensive player of the year. Was there ever any doubt that Cooper Cup was going to step up when needed? Dude, he got lit up too at the end of that game in the end zone. He got just obliterated. It was those offsetting. It was offsetting yeah. penalties on that. He got annihilated. But he came back, man, and he balled out. It was crazy. Well, the the time where I thought Cooper Cup might be able to win MVP was if you remember, it was fourth down, and the Rams had to go for it before they were winning. Yeah, and they ran that jet sweep to him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Sean McVay said. We have to get our best player the football because the Rams could not run the football at all. No, they all. couldn't do anything. Cam Akers, every time I think he was handed the football, was getting hit at the line of scrimmage. He's like, nope, you're not, you're not passing, bro. That that offensive line for the Rams when it came to running the football, wow, did they get overpowered by Cincinnati's defensive line? Yeah, I don't think anyone saw Cincinnati's D line playing that good. No. Um, by the way, Mike Daniels got called former Packer. Mike Daniels got called up for the game. Rowdy. He was inactive. And then he was inactive. <laughs> I was like, what was the point of calling him up then? Uh, real quick. Uh, phone lines blowing up. Got a lot of stuff to talk about today, especially Super Bowl wise in the lens of a Packers fan as well. Our guy, Victor Hernandez. Good morning, Victor. How we doing? He says, here's a stat line. That's crazy. The Rams averaged 1.29 yards per carries. Uh, 1.9 yards per rush, excuse me. They're the fifth team to average fewer than two yards per rush in the Super Bowl, and they were the first to win despite the low average of rush yards. Cam Anchors, Rowdy, could not do a single thing. Mo money, mo problems. That was Notorious B.I.G. East Coast rap, not on the West Coast scene last night. Yeah, see, that's another thing I didn't get. So it was supposed to be West Coast, Coast, California. California, hey. But then you had Mary J. Blige, who's East Coast, and you had Fitty well, Set, who's East Coast. Dr. Dre made Dr. Dre made beats for those guys. Uh, Dr. Dre, one of the you know best producers out there. So he's, you know he made Mary mi- J. Blige hits. You know hits. what they were missing? They were missing a great opportunity to bring the game in. 
Oh, I don't know if the game gets along with 50 Cent anymore, Rowdy. I think they're like... Uh, that definitely would have been more entertaining. They could have buried the hatchet. You're right, though. Maybe like, they could have had like an actual shootout. If, well, well, did you see what happened the night before in the Super Bowl? Uh, Justin Bieber allegedly had a party, and it got shot up. Um, some rapper named Cody, uh, Kodak Black got shot. And then Justin Bieber, like, ducked out of the way. Wasn't Dave Portnoy there? <laughs> he, like, ducked out of the way? So, I mean, you were close. You were just a day off of the shootout. But, yes, uh, the West Coast, the G-Funk rap coming back in a big way. Loved it. Well, and Eminem's from Detroit. It's not yeah, but I think they also missed, too, with no Ice Cube. Well, here's the thing. Ice Cube is one of the four. Ice Cube is one of the guys that doesn't say, uh, that won't bow down to anyone, Rowdy. I think he even did a song that said bow down, bow down, bow down with the West Coast connection. Oh, good, yeah. good, good looking yeah, out. I know a little bit. Ice Cube w- walked off a movie set a couple months ago because they're in LA. They had the vaccine mandate. Like you had to have be vaxxed in order to work. And Ice Cube said, basically F all of you. I'm not getting it. Therefore I'm walking away from the project. So I don't know if they let Ice Cube into the, into the SoFi stadium. That's why I don't think he was there. I do love Ice Cube, though. I've been just rocking Ice Cube lately. See, everyone, Ice like Cube, I, baby. Think, I think you. I'm on the grind, baby. In general, too. When I said, hot take, that Super Bowl halftime show, not super impressed by it. That's fine. And it's not that I don't not like the music, because I do listen to Dr. Dre from time to time. You know what I'm saying? I just, high expectations, didn't think they were met. I thought it was great. I thought it was a really good halftime show. For me, and I tweeted this out, and I, I put it on my Facebook as well, stand by it. Dr. Dre's album, Chronic 2001, sounded best in a 1998 Ford Escort ZX2 with a stock sound system. But it did sound, given all the constraints that they have with the Super Bowl to bring that stage in and everything else, and I know it's pre-recorded, but didn't they do a pretty good job, Rowdy, in it sounding like it wasn't like a pre-recorded show? Like it actually sounded like it was like live to a degree? I thought it was entertainment value great. The nostalgic factor for me was off the charts. Now, for I something like that, majority of it. Because I told you I thought the volume, like at times it was kind of hard to hear them. Yeah. At something like that, I don't, hot take, I don't care if they lip sync. I'd rather hear the better version. What, what, do, you, what do you mean? Like the, you don't like the clean version? No, no, no. I'm saying like to hear the better studio version yeah. than the live version because it's obviously a better product. Yeah. I'm fine with them lip syncing. Well, I mean, they did, but yeah, same. I agree. Just because I've been to a lot of rap shows live. I, I will say I'd rather listen to the album. Like I saw Lil Wayne, and I'm a big Wheezy F Baby guy. I saw Lil Wayne at the Orpheum. Yeah, the Orpheum. And live, ah, li- ah. it sounds much better studio. And live is just, let me basically ad lib over there. It's already pre-recorded. It was fun. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, to your point, I thought it was a great show, though. And they brought the Lowrider in. Oh, that was awesome, See, too. My my thing though, it's like I don't think it's anywhere near the worst. So don't, thought, don't get I it twisted. Was one of the best. I thought it was great. with like the Black Eyed Peas, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry. Like those are bottom of the barrel. <laughs> but like when I saw the reaction of everyone saying, "Oh, this is the best halftime show ever," I I don't think I could really argue that I it was any better than Bruno Mars. And it's not like I'm some big Bruno Mars. That's fine. Fanboy. If you didn't if you didn't care for it, you didn't care for it. If you liked it, you liked it. I'd. No skin off my hide either way. I For me, it was nostalgic, right? Like I said, I'd, I'd drive around in a 1998 Ford Escort uh, Midnight Blue, or no, Electric Blue, jumping, uh, bumping Dr. Dre's Chronic 2001. I'd put it in my Walkman CD player, and then it would be a cord that turned into a tape, a, a cassette tape, and you'd plug it in, and that's how you'd get the sound from my Walkman into my car stereo. That's I figured, how I, do I it. figured those cars would end up going up and down. But they were just kind of there. With the hydraulics. Also, <laughs> did you see Martha Stewart was in attendance, but not on stage? I know. She showed up. By the way, Snoop Dogg, who did not have a blunt on stage, I saw it afterwards, was caught before he walked up to the Super Bowl uh, for the halftime show, was caught smoking a blunt before he came <laughs> up out on the field. Uh, let's go to the phone script. Good morning. Who's this? What's up, boys? Hey, Paulie. Uh, hey, I don't know what everybody's talking about. Uh, you know, you can tell Fitty, he's been doing He's been doing crunches, Nestle crunches. <laughs> Dude, when Fitty's scent came out of nowhere, I lost it because I love Fitty. I was like, this is awesome. And my God, is he looking big. He's been spending a lot of time at the candy shop, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want, he doesn't want just a little bit, you know. 
so how'd you guys do last night? How about you, Nelly? How many of your props came off? Because I, I bet on the not to be a touchback. That didn't work. Yeah. I ended up going four, six, and one. But that Samaje P. Ryan ending the game essentially for the Bengals really that one messed up like three potential winners. I, you know, I was listening to. There's another show on this radio station. At other, it was last night before the Super Bowl, and the guy was—he's like a gambler or whatever—and he was telling about more than two players to throw a pass. That would have come off. That would have been sweet. But I got hosed. I got roasted all the way around. I lost on the coin toss. I lost. I lost everything. My my big I bet was. <laughs> I lost everything. Well, not no. I lost on everything I bet on. I had nothing. Like I, I put a hundred on the Bengals to win by a, between one and six, which would have won four hundred bucks. You know, yeah, what I'm I mean? sorry, Polly. That stinks. It, it, I, I feel really. I mean, after thinking about it, because I was a little juiced up last night and uh, whatever. What but are you I drinking? Thought, uh, just Bud Light. Okay, but oh, so lot, you're supporting the Super Bowl. Okay, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I just thought I, I was like, man. You got to throw that ball. I know the, the the Bengals' offensive line sucks, but you got to prepare for that. You've already been sacked six times. Like, how how do you not on the last play of the game run around and just not get taken down and that's it? Game's over. Well, another well, another Samaje Piran is stupid. It was the ball was like Joe Burrow was getting flung down and he just kind of tossed the ball out there. Samaj yeah. P. Ryan didn't even make a dive to no. attempt to catch the ball. It wasn't like it was five yards off. It was no, still no. somewhat right at him. More of the story, Samaj P. Ryan will forever be burned in my brain for this bad four and six and one. Yeah, he cost Rowdy a bunch of prop bets. He'll forever on, be on my S list. On that, on that, uh, the, the play prior to that, <clears throat> I thought he was within half a yard of the, like, I don't think he got a good spot. Because I thought they were easily within sneak distance. You know what I'm saying? That's what it looked like to me. But, yeah, I got roasted last night. That was terrible. Well, you got roasted um, on the bets, but ro- roasted off the Bud Light, too, yeah? Oh, yeah. Um, what else I going to say? Um, You'll think of it. Halftime yeah, show, what would you think, besides 50 being fat? What would you think? Uh, I thought the halftime show was really good. Yeah, I was, I, I was bopping. I, you, you could tell 100%, though, that it was – I mean – Eminem is a terrible lip syncer. Oh, like, yeah. Well, they have close. to record it. There's too much moving parts. Like, in order to set up a sound system for a show like that, it takes, I mean, what, they get like 20 minutes to get everything set up? It takes hours for them to do that correctly. So it's got to be lip synced, you know? I, I thought it was up there. Like, um, I, my best ones ever were, like, Tom Petty. Prince, I think, probably is the yeah. best one ever. Yeah. Um, it was, but I, thought I don't that stack was them as, like, best ever. It's like, it, was I entertained? And I was thoroughly entertained. For sure. Yeah. Well, and, and, and oh, yeah, on oh. that on that price about the uh, Super Bowl, yeah, wouldn't it be great if the Super Bowl, like you remember, well, you don't remember, neither do I, but you remember seeing footage of when the Packers won the first Super Bowl. There was actually fans in the stands. Yeah, like not, real fans. not a bunch of jagoffs who got corporate tickets to go to whatever, or you got to spend eight thousand dollars. Yeah, like and 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 really, it wasn't even a a home field advantage. Because there wasn't anybody's fans there. It was just whoever the, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it would have been a true home field advantage. Let's see, Jay-Z's it, chilling it, there. Who cares? It, uh, let's still, see, Matt Damon. Yeah. Even if even if they were allowed, even if it was not corporate and they had all their fans there, it still wouldn't have been home field advantage for the Rams because I think after the game ended, I saw Danny Trejo, Machete, and uh, <laughs> Machete. The, the other 75 Rams fans celebrating out in the street. Yeah, what's funny you know, to me, Paulie, is when they flash all these, uh, all the like the celebrities, like Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, J Lo, LeBron James, Ellen DeGeneres, your favorite was there, and all these guys are the same people that were like that, like you have to wear masks, we have to be masks, we're all in this together. None of them are wearing masks. They're all just having a great time living their lives. If the Super Bowl can be held in L.A., uh, sold out, everyone there living their best lives, then I think we common folk can go live our lives too. Yeah, I just wish I wish the Super Bowl was for us. For the not, common man, for the blue collar yeah, man, the ones who pay the bills the whole rest of the year. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. oh, good stuff, easy, fellas. See if you, I think of anything good, I'll let you, you know, know. You know the number, baby. All right, later. See My favorite. Yeah, part. but don't tell anyone that online. They might get upset. Yeah, that's fine.
People can get upset all they want. Usually all the hate mail I got last week. Uh, if you want to hate mail me, it's easy. Yeah, Twitter, Ebo says. You got uh, my email, Ebo, at WisconsinSportsZone.com. All right, so, Rowdy, my favorite part, and we'll get back to the Packers here momentarily. So, Dr. Dre is a phenom producer. Like, that's where, you know, besides with being with NWA and then going off on his own thing, Dr. Dre is uh, – Huge at producing. The funniest part of, for me is that nearing the end of the halftime show, when they cut up the Dre when he was on top of the uh, the house roofs, he uh, there was like that giant like mixing studio board, and Dre was like pretending to mix the beats there. I was just like, <laughs> really? Come on! What let the man just rock out and have his moment instead of like pretending to turn a bunch of knobs and push some faders up and down? Come on! It was I had a fun watching it though. It was a, it was a good Super Bowl, and I love the fact though it started at five thirty. Like that was well, it's that was beautiful, and it started at roughly the same time too when it was on the East Coast in Tampa because yeah. both games got over. It ended around nine. Yeah, a little after nine. Yeah, I love the fact that it started at five thirty. Let's let's normalize that, please. Or we could potentially normalize. Let's just play it on a Saturday. That would be even better. That let's might be play it too on much. a Saturday because you get a whole week to prep where you have like the pro bowl week yeah, and then it's super bowl week. Just play it on a Saturday. Just, just, just play it on a Saturday. Uh, a little disappointed. We didn't get the Tupac hologram. That's fine. It's okay. We live to maybe see Tupac another day. Maybe the real one. I don't know if he's actually dead or not. All right, Rowdy. So Aaron Rodgers. Oh, did yeah. you see ooh, some ooh, of those ooh, rumors? Ooh, ooh, yeah. Do you see some of those rumors I sent to you speaking of the super bowl about a potential super bowl in the future? Oh, they want it in London. Absolutely not. It's the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars also owns the Tottenham Hotspurs, which is an English Premier League, and they uh, team soccer. Like I get it, and if, they want to have the Super Bowl in London. I, like they they tried to expand over there. Remember when they had NFL Europe? Yeah, right. and it was almost like the NFL minor leagues. Yeah. I get it. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to get in those markets, expand it into Europe instead of just basically. Well, the United States and, but it just does, that doesn't make any sense, but it does make sense if you're going to oh, continue uh, to turn it into a corporate event. I need to uh, correct myself. Research department and our guy, Nate dog, hit me up. Actually, the Germany. Jagu- the Jaguars owner owns Fulham, not Tottenham, Fulham. So there you go. But, but yes, they had, yeah. If they're going to turn it, continue to turn it more and more into a corporate event, I get that they're going to move it over to Europe. Then we'll get the game at like 11 o'clock. Yeah. A.M. <laughs> or you'll wake up on Super Bowl Sunday at 8 a.m. and they'll be, uh, they'll already be playing second quarter. Like, oh, what the hell happened? I missed the halftime show. Maybe they want to go back to tape delays. Do you think if they have it in London, Rowdy, we'll get hologram Beatles? Well, the ones that are dead. And Paul McCartney will be out there and Ringo Starr. And then, you know, we'll have uh, John Lennon. And- I don't know. You think John Lennon might actually, by the time they finally get it over to Europe... He might finally be canceled for being a, what is it, domestic abuser? Yeah, domestic abuser. I, who knows by then? And we're going to George Harrison and a John it, Lennon It just hologram. doesn't make any sense for the NFL to go over to Europe to do it. Like, I get it if the NBA was going to go. Yeah, because it's it's because people in Europe and across the country don't care about football. Yeah, so it, makes, you, like, it makes sense if the NBA all of a sudden started doing like their championship in China or like their all-star break. I get it. Sure. They got big viewership there. Yeah. And big pockets. I think. I don't see this ever happening. No. And Remember I hope when they doesn't. said every single team has to go over and play in. Put it in Lambo before you put it in Europe, in London. Yeah, but Lambo's too small, Ebo. That's fine. Remember they said every single team in the NFL has to at least host a game in London? Yeah. The Packers, Packers are still yet Packers to do said, that. no, not happening. Not happening. haven't even played over there. No. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Uh, something we didn't talk much about today, and you know we got, we'll do more of it tomorrow as the Badger basketball team is going to play against Indiana uh, on the road tomorrow, but they did lose to Rutgers on Saturday. The first time ever in school history that Rutgers beat Wisconsin at the Kohl Center. We welcome in our guy, Kyle and Stoughton. Good morning, Kyle. What's up, my brother? Morning, boys. Hey, did y'all hear that uh, Gunderson Funeral Home is a new sponsor of the Kohl Center this year? 
<laughs> yeah, they call it the morgue center. Yeah, the, it's so dead in there. This team is way better on the road because they feed off of, of the opponent's energy. Kyle, when I was watching on Saturday, I swear to God, I swear. Uh, no, I had my goddaughter from uh, lacrosse down, so I, you know, I wasn't going to go take her to the Cole Center because she's five years old, doesn't care about basketball. But I swear to God, as I was watching the game, I could hear the hot dogs turning on the rollers from concessions. It was so quiet in the Cole Center. That is a great bit, my friend, and I hear you. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, don't, I laugh so I don't cry over it. I don't understand. And this, I saw a big play on social media, like Twitter and whatnot, of them wanting to move the student section like close to the court, like you know Michigan State or Duke has, like get them, get them close to the court so they can actually have a legit home court advantage. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. Let's do it. And any um, uh, any words of advice for Brad Davison? Because right now I don't think he'd hit water if he fell out of a boat. Well, he's engaged, and his uh, his fiance is a, a pretty good catch. I mean, have you seen her? Oh, so wedding plannings. Yeah, the wedding Ooh. planning. That yeah. Takes, yeah. Well, he's, taking, pl- a, yeah. he's yeah. taking a page out of Roger's book. Look at it. He's distracted, too, and he has a girlfriend. <laughs> you know? Uh, uh, he, he, yeah. Rogers is better at losing girlfriend the same as uh, he is at losing that uh, playoff game. Oh, I'm low. Oh, got to kick a guy when he's down. Hey, Kyle, any, any – uh, well, I guess they're on the road tomorrow, Wisconsin, so you – Call him for a win against Indiana? Uh, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, just, uh, I don't know what's going on. You know, we started calling this team gritty and all that, and lately, man, they just they haven't had it. And I don't know if that's just because the starters play so many freaking minutes and, and our bench is absolutely horrible or what. But yeah. uh, I do want to say Chris Bolt did have a pretty good game uh on Saturday, he, he looked okay. Yeah, he was Yeah, he was giving it his all. Oh, man, Brad Davidson kept missing, and Johnny Davis just couldn't get going. They just, he just, they just didn't work him into the offense for some reason, which is bizarre to me. And I, I'd almost like to see Stephen Crawl uh, take a few more three pointers because he was the only one hitting on Saturday. I know Davidson was one for nine. It was, that was tough. Yeah, well, and words of advice for Davidson is uh, if you're not hitting from outside, man, you got to start penetrating. Yeah. You well, know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, looking at that, man, it's just, I think it's just, I mean, Rutgers came to play too, dude. They were, they were shooting, what, 58% uh, behind the uh, three point line. So it was, I mean, they came to play, but yeah, it was, yeah. It was disheartening. You know? Rutgers are a good team, and I think a lot of, a lot of teams uh, don't take them serious, but I think they will now. I mean, I think this three, is the first time in school history they've had three top 25 wins. Yeah, that's, that's just crazy, and they were all back to back. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah. Hey, Kyle, yeah. Uh, any, real quick, did you watch the Super Bowl? I did not watch the Super Bowl, but I did catch the halftime show. What'd you think? I liked it. It. Someone said earlier here that it just kind of ended, and that was weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I was yeah. expecting more, and it was just, it was over. I'm like, no, nah, I was into this, man. Whiskey's good, you know. I'm feeling good. <laughs> so you just you just watched the halftime show, but and not the Super Bowl, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. I'm not over the Packers' loss, honestly, <laughs> and uh, I just I, I'm not really an NFL fan. I'm a, I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, okay, and okay. I don't know. I don't I don't need the rest of it. Yeah, honestly, you just don't want to be reminded of our sadness, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Kyle. Happy Monday, dude. Hey, yeah. Let's go golfing, buddy. Hell yeah. See you, Kyle. All right, later. But, all right, Rowdy. Well, yeah. Talking about well, that. We'll the, oh, the golfing in the simulator. Yeah. Sign up, MadCitySportsZone.com. <laughs> Talking about that Badger basketball team, remember how we were like, okay, the three key players they need, and they need them to play well every single game to give them a shot. It's like a recurring segment we have every time the Badgers lose. Mm-hmm. It's Brad Davison, it's Johnny Davis, and it's Tyler Wall. Yeah. Well, you had Brad a- Davison, who's not shooting the ball well. Remember when, when he was just on fire in the first half of the Big Ten season and, and well, just the season in general? I remember. And he was shooting 46% from three. Obviously, he was going to revert back to the mean. Yeah. But these last few games, Ooh. with how many threes he's been taking, one for nine again on Saturday and just ice cold. Yo-yoed. Not only has that 46% dropped and reverted back to the mean, he's now tied for his worst season <sighs> percentage-wise shooting the ball Dude, from three at 34.9%. That's tough. I'm telling you, Saturday, Brad Davison put an impromptu Masons convention on at the Kohl Center. Brick after brick after brick. Clank, clank, clank. Oh, and that's the problem. It's it's okay. Brad Davison goes three for thirteen shooting the ball, one for nine from three. He's dropped his he's he's dropped his three point shooting over the last couple of weeks by over ten percent. Yeah. That, it's that, tough. You can't do that. And then 
Johnny Davis, now granted, had a pretty efficient game, well, only took 10 shots. Here's the thing, though. Johnny Davis, Rowdy, in the start of the game, they weren't even working him in the offense. It He did not score a bucket till God, I, I, like halfway through the first half. He was doing other things, but his shooting, like he just was not involved in the offense. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, 5 for 10 shooting, 11 points, 8 boards. Hey, Tyler Wall was balling, though. A decently efficient game, but how about the other just one Achilles heel for the Badgers in this game? Fifty-two percent from the line. Yeah, they were just terrible. Really, they were just this terrible. Was, this was a team that's been overall a pretty good free throw shooting team. It feels like these last couple weeks, two three weeks, you've had Johnny Davis being inconsistent, Brad Davison being non-existent, and the free throw shooting hasn't been, been as good. The free throw shooting has been bad. Now I I don't know what's going on. Yeah, they're playing yeah. some better teams. Think, Rutgers uh, has been solid. I think They've I know playing well. I think they hired Ethan Happ for a free throw consultant. But maybe it really is the fact that these starters have been playing so many minutes and maybe their legs are Well, look at the bench. Look at the bench from Saturday. Three points off the bench. Two were from Chris Vogt and one was a Lauren Bowman free throw. That was it. Yeah, and, and it's not like the bench is getting many shots. They were one for four from the field and 0 for one from three. Yeah. And Rucker, dude, I was, Rutgers is not a bad team. Rutgers... A quad one win for them over the Badgers, three in a row of top 25 teams. They're not in the tournament, but they are making a case now. Well, yeah, you look at the Big Ten. I think they have seven spots solidified for the NCAA tournament, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Big Ten got nine teams in. Rutgers yeah. falls in that seven and nine right now in the Big Ten. Yeah. And they're probably a team that if they continue to play like this going forward, they're in the tournament. Yeah. I mean, they're 15 and nine, but nine and five in conference. That's. You just had you had to know being a Badger fan with how they've been playing the last couple of weeks and Rutgers kind of uh, going the other way as a team that this game in the Cole Center on Saturday was going to be an ugly either an ugly win or an ugly loss. It was ugly and it was an ugly loss. It was ugly just because they haven't been playing well. Rutgers was just in fuego too from beyond the arc. But it's you know it's bad when we're talking about the Badger bench. Man, was that against Michigan State where they scored nine total points, had like nine rebounds? Like, and like, hell yeah. Yeah, that's a huge game from the bench, which it is, which is sad because now we're talking about three points. Three points. We're talking about <laughs> seven rebounds, yeah. one assist. That's the entire bench. Yep. And um, they're not playing very many minutes on top of it. See the phone line's blowing up one second. Our guy J8 Krebs tweets in. He goes, because, you know, Rutgers was playing the zone a bunch of the time. So you don't be you don't beat a zone by shooting threes. It was the worst zone offense I had ever seen. Well, Brad Davis in there was one stretch in the second half when Badgers were making a little push. He chucked up. Was it? Was well, it you three, can. It was three three pointers in one possession because he kept breaking. They kept rebounding. He kept missing. Like, you can beat a zone shooting. shooting threes. You just have to make yeah, said you, threes. You gotta make them. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Line one. Who's this? They're the Fred Funk. Oh, hey, one second, Charlie. Talking about Badgers here. All right, so Rowdy. Badgers have Indiana tomorrow. They're on the road against the Hoosiers. Now, Wisconsin is now third in the Big Ten. It's kind of a logjam up dude, there. No one in the Big Ten wants to win the sucker. They don't want to take because it. Because you had, right it. when it looked like Michigan State was going to take control of the top of the Big Ten, they had a two-week slump yep. where they did not play very good basketball. That was where they barely beat Maryland, then they lost to Rutgers, then they lost to Wisconsin, and then... It Purdue was like, wanted to take it. Well, then it was it was Illinois. Yeah, it was Illinois. Illinois made some had some big wins in there, and then all of a sudden they had to play Purdue, and it was like, all right, Illinois is looking like they're rounding into form. They get slaughtered by Purdue. Yep, and then Purdue gets spanked by Michigan. Uh, oh, they did end up beating Maryland. Yeah, and they they escaped they, by one from point Maryland. Maryland. And, and now we're I, I can't remember the broadcaster might have been actually Robbie Hummel on one of the. Uh, pre or post games talking about now this was probably a couple weeks ago he wouldn't be surprised if the winner of the Big Ten had five losses well no yeah okay Illinois eleven and three Purdue eleven and four Wisconsin ten and four Michigan State nine and four Ohio State eight and four yeah that's a lot of teams within one game there's no doubt about huge that. log jam right there no one yeah no one wants to take control and that take it yeah but no one wants to take it. Wisconsin, let's see here, remaining schedule. There's six games left in the regular Big Ten season before the tournament, and uh, Big Ten tournament, that is. And then, Rowdy, let's see. Uh, well, Indiana, they've, they've kind tonight. of fallen. They were down, like, in that fourth to sixth range. They haven't been playing very good basketball as of late here in the Big then Ten. they got Michigan after that. 
And then Minnesota, Rutgers at the rack, which is a tough spot. Big matchup against Purdue on March 1st. And then you finish the season off with the slump buster, if you're in one, Nebraska. Wisconsin's got a tough one tonight. I know Indiana's been struggling, or tomorrow night. I know they've been struggling, but 7-7 and in the Big Ten, they're 16, or sorry, 13-2 and at home. Just two and six on the road. Yeah, Badgers had to come back to beat them at the Cole Center. Like Twenty-two down. Gonna gonna be a tough one tomorrow night. And that's when Johnny Davis was playing lights out. Johnny Davis now has been dipping a little bit, as is Brad Davison. Tyler Wall's been ascending. There's the, out of the six games left, three of them are eight o'clock tips. Un unbelievable. That's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Well, so remember we'll down the stretch, we were talking about what do you think they could go when they had like was it nine games left? Yeah. What did you say? Six and three. And I said six and three, but I could see five and four. Yeah. I could Some be, people say three and six. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's see how they've been doing here. I mean, they haven't been doing that great. No, I mean, they haven't been doing terrible, but. They lost to Illinois. Then you have Penn State. That, that was a brutal win to watch. Win's a win, though. But, yes, it was Michigan brutal. State, you got the win. Those big. Rutgers beat them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's two and two in their last four. We'll see what happens. You got Indiana tomorrow night. 8 o'clock, let's go. Yeah, Johnny Davis, man, dipping a little bit, and you hope it's not because of the legs, right? Because it's such a starter rotation. Yeah, and you can't heavy. you can't just go out there and throw the, the bench out there and play a lot of minutes because the bench just, frankly, isn't very good. Well, they're, You're going you're gonna to lose to Indiana if you had to do that. You're going to lose to Michigan if you had to do that. You're going to lose to Rutgers and yeah, Purdue. Who's that. the only team you could maybe play a lot of bench minutes against and win? Nebraska. Nebraska at home. <laughs> the last game Nebraska. of the season. Nebraska. We're coming for you. And that's at the Cole Center. If I, it is. So, yeah. By the way, the Cole Center, dude, like when people go to the Cole Center, do they bring duct tape and just like tape their mouths shut? I don't get it. I'm watching at home. You know, again, I had my goddaughter over the weekend from lacrosse all weekend, which is you know fun to fun times. I was I had to be a Disney prince for a long time. I watch I don't know how many freaking Disney movies, and but I did get to watch the Badger game. And I'm thinking to myself, do you guys when you go to the game, are you allergic to cheering? It, 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 does something happen when you? you know, get in there and you go through the metal detector that it, like it silences you. Like, I don't get it. Well, see, it's this type of topic just starts to get annoying. Well, it's, it's quiet in the coal center. Yeah, we know that. Oh, it's know just why. like the, it's the it's, masks. It's just the like masks, the uh, students showing up late to football games. We get it. I mean, it happens every year. It's the masks. They quiet you. And like the mayor of LA, when they do take the masks off, what did the mayor of LA say he does? Rowdy, he holds his breath when he takes the mask off. So I, maybe that's what's happening at the Cole Center. People are holding their breaths for hours on end. They don't want to, on the mask, they don't want to cheer. Is that what it is? <laughs> the the Cole Center to me is the exact same thing with Camp Randall and the students showing up late. It happens every year, but p- people are, continue to bitch about it every year. It, it boggles the mind for me, though, with the Cole, Like, I get it with the student section, but, like, because there's one entrance. Badger fans... It, in the coal center, what do you just sit on your hands? Like I don't, I don't get it. Whatever. I guess next time I'll just have to go and scream until I'm hoarse. Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of taking deals, the Green Bay Packers are ready to do one thing and one thing only, and that is keep Aaron Charles Rodgers as their quarterback moving forward, and they are set to make him the highest paid player in the NFL and commit to him for multiple years. How in God's green earth are these jabronis going to do that in the front office as they're roughly 50 million over the salary cap? Well, first off (laughs) the other tweets by Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter also talking about how the green Bay Packers front office and Aaron Rodgers are in a better spot than they have been in in a long time. Yep. So I think that's just positive in general. But two, the one thing you got to remember is remember Aaron Rodgers said not too long ago, it's not about the money. Correct. But the front office thinks it's about the money. A lot of what they've done in the past year think it's a, probably a lot about the money. Seems to be about Especially the money. because we're talking about salary cap issues and how they're like last check $52 million over. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers is about to make forty six million plus. 
going into next year. So that's a huge issue going forward. But yet they're talking about making him the highest paid player, which I don't necessarily disagree with. I mean, he's the MVP. Exactly. Especially and if, and if that's the type of contract he is looking for. But in the past, it was weird that he said it wasn't about the money. Yep. But now the Packers, let's see here. They want to spend right up against the salary cap this season and spread Rogers new contract out over many years to lessen his cap hit for 2022. And see, now, if I was the Green Bay Packers and to quote Ted Thompson in a perfect world, do you want to play it or do you want to quote it (laughs) in a perfect world in the perfect world with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, in my mind, you sign him to a three year extension. So he has at least those four years left. But I wouldn't be surprised if that quote unquote three year extension would be turned into a five year with voidable years just so it helps spread out the. Sorry. No, t- just Ted jumped in there. Yeah, I get it. I mean, ideally, I'd only want him there for three more years, high, highly paid. But you have to add on those voidable years yeah. to help to help lessen less, the yeah. salary cap and distribute that money to different years. So I get it, and I think that's probably what they would do. In a perfect world, you you you. But now we got to kind of talk about the elephant in the room. I the mean, fact that they're basically admitting that Jordan okay. Love hey, is not that. the guy. Save that, Rowdy, because we have a commercial break, and then I want to get into this. I saw a tweet. Is Jordan Love the worst draft pick ever? You guys said before the last break yeah. there, is Jordan Love the worst draft pick ever? I think that's a little bit harsh. because. Well, I didn't say that. I just read a tweet that said that after what's you know, all this news coming out. Okay, yeah. I, 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 I mean... We don't know what he's capable of. I personally don't care because whatever. But you got to give the kid a break. Like I think it was probably the worst time draft pick ever. Like you know you don't you can have Justin Jefferson and whatever whoever else. But yeah. yeah. Anyways, oh happy birthday to my mom today. It's oh ha- happy birthday to mom. What's her name? My mom, Laura. Happy birthday, Laura. We love you. Take her easy, fellas. See you, buddy. See you, see you, Paul. Self love. Self-love, Rowdy. You gotta, you gotta love yourself first before you can love anyone else. It's uh, number one rule. And Ice Cube does indeed address from being in NWA, starting there, being you know the father of this gangster-ish, as he proclaims, that uh, if he stars in movies and makes millions of dollars, he does not give a crap what you think, as he is still a G. Uh, Laugh Now, Cry Later album, 2006. Good album. All right, Rowdy. <laughs> I get where Paulie's coming from. Uh, so do I. As do I. Like when he's playing, what was it? The, um, oh, it was the one that he named where he's like the suburban dad. Yeah. Yeah. Are um, we, there, are we yet? there yet? And there's, I think there's actually two of them. There might be. A, <laughs> those are three. I've never seen any of them, but there might, I know there's two. All right. So Aaron Rodgers, Rowdy, you said the other elephant in the room is Jordan Love. Imagine being Jordan Love. You're, the Packers traded up to draft you, to be the heir apparent, and then the guy that you're going to replace gets hacked off and wins not one but two MVPs and has a resurgence and looks like a man who is at top of his game and leading his team to, now regular season-wise, the best records in the league, having insane years, the number one seed, playoffs run through Lambeau, obviously didn't work out for the Packers, but you're Jordan Love sitting back there, and the moments you have gotten in, you look terrible. And Aaron Rodgers now is, as the Packers are suggesting, want to make him the highest paid player in the NFL and commit to him in multiple years. That tells me, Rowdy, and I don't want to steal your thunder, but what does that say about Jordan Love and the Packers? Yeah, I think the writing's on the wall with Jordan Love. I I think the Packers are finally admitting that they kind of messed up on that draft pick and he's not the guy of the future. Or else you wouldn't be begging Aaron Rodgers to be coming back. (laughs) But, like, let's let's not get it twisted. Coming out of college... I mean, Jordan Love had an amazing junior year at Utah he did. State. He was, and then Gary then Anderson he, came. Then he decided to go back to school. Gary Anderson came. He had a very inconsistent year. He lost a couple of guys that were his skilled players that were NFL-type talent, played on a bad team with a bad head coach, picked up some bad habits. But the the skill at the combine and everything, he's still an athletic guy with a huge arm. Like Some of the intangibles are still there. 
But yes, when you don't have all the practice time due to COVID, you don't have the same OTAs that you had. You didn't have the same training camps. You didn't have all of the same practices all because of COVID in your rookie year. It really sets you back, especially at yeah. the most important position quarterback where you got to be in there learning stuff. But then also you you can make some of those excuses for Jordan Love, but then you can't make excuses for when we saw him in the very limited clips, literally throwing at a target five yards away and throwing it into the target's feet. I'll never like, forget it. He, there's some things that you can say about Jordan Love where it's like it makes sense why he might be a little behind, but then there are some things where it's like, man, it it just looks like something's a little off. It, but the Packers can never like. Is it the worst pick of all time? I saw, no, I saw it's some, not the worst pick of I all time. I saw some blue check marks suggesting that you traded up to get him, yada, 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 and now look at you. Yeah, it's not the worst pick of all time. Like, okay, the it, guy, but with, despite what anyone else is going to tell you, Jordan Love was a late first round, early second round pick. Yes, yeah, yes everyone yes. was saying that from the start. He was not a third or fourth round pick, he was a first round talent, a late first round talent. Yes. And, and everybody thought that. Everyone, at least in draft circles, thought that. And if if LaFleur and Goody really loved him and thought he was the next guy, <laughs> the thing where you really struck out is the fact that you still had, at the time, a two-time MVP, a Super Bowl champion, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL for the past decade, mm-hmm. who had, like, one down season where he came in as, like, the number 12 quarterback, and that was, like, two years prior. Yeah. You traded up to go get him. Because most likely you could have still selected him where you were sitting in the first round. Hell, you might have been able to trade out of the first round and take him early second round, depending on how that draft shakes out. It's the fact that you were in love with him enough to take him. Yeah. <laughs> so like, a, they got to admit that they were wrong. They like, have to. Like they. Well, I think you have to is when you saying that we were wrong, but. What do you do with them then? Do you ship them away? And you can't come out publicly and say, yeah, we made a mistake because the dude's still on your roster. Well, you're going to have to come out publicly one way or another to admit, say you admitted to your mistakes. Well, that's, if you sign Rodgers with the, the extra long contract, what the hell do you do with Jordan Love moving forward? That's about a year or two in the next preseason after he plays well and you can ship him out for like a, maybe a... Right now, what would you think they could get for Jordan Love if you tried to trade him? I'm thinking like... Fourth, fifth round fourth, pick. Yeah, I was right there with you. Fourth, fifth. Fifth? If he plays well in the next preseason, maybe you could get a third. But you already lost value on the pick. You just hope that over the next preseason, maybe two preseasons, that he plays well enough so you can ship him out. Then you talk about at the podium after you announce that so-and-so is is being traded for Jordan Love or this pick yeah. is being traded for Jordan Love. Yeah, we made a mistake. <laughs> That's when you admit that you can't make, you can't admit to the mistake when Jordan love is still your backup and could potentially be your starter. If Aaron Rodgers goes down or gets yeah. COVID or has a broken toe and has to sit out because if that's, your if you guy, give Rodgers, then. if you give Rodgers that giant or not make him the highest paid player in the NFL and you give him a long-term contract, aren't you kind of saying that Jordan love was a terrible pick? I know he's still your backup. I mean, you're See, not you going to say, you're not you going to say yeah, it you publicly. Can, you can also say face and say, well, we're talking well, the about MVP. A, a two-time MVP or two two-time MVP right in a row here, four times overall, and he's still playing at a high level. La da da da. It's the mother effing D A N Dan from Best Fight Picks. Hey Dan, what's going on, How's brother? It going, gentlemen. What's happening, homie? Oh man, just chilling. I feel like it's been so long. It's good. To, it's good to hear your voices. Oh, it's even better to hear yours, man. Uh, real quick before we dive into what happened at UFC 271, I think this uh, Nelly said it best. This is the first time you've joined us after an event. I know we were trying to link up on Friday, but you had prior engagements. So glad to hear your voice and have you on on a Monday to recap it in the madness. But first, Dan, a how was the Super Bowl for you? And B, how badass was that halftime show? I mean, look, man, the Super Bowl. If the Atlanta Falcons aren't playing, I mean, for those listening, I'm I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. So if the Falcons aren't playing, I mean, I don't really care. However, there was a Georgia boy named Matt Stafford in the Super Bowl. So uh, that happened to be, you know, uh, we were rooting for him and he got the job done. So I was happy. And then the halftime show, I mean, like, 
You're telling me I don't have to listen to Katy Perry and Lady Gaga anymore, and I get <laughs> Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, like who I grew up listening to. I, I like. Know. I think it's time to put Dr. Dre 2001 on repeat. Oh, Dan, oh, Dan, you're speaking my language, dude. I was like going through it. Like I remember when I first got the uh, CD of Dr. Dre's Chronic 2001. I put it in my Walkman uh, CD player, and then there was a cord that you know you plugged in where your headphone j- jack is, and it turned into a cassette tape. So you'd put it into your cassette player in your car, and that's how it jammed Chronic 2001. Incredible. You know, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. It was, it was a good one. All right, so, Dan, speaking of good ones, how was UFC 271 for you, my man? A lot of dramatics. How'd your picks go uh, on your awesome uh-huh. podcast, Half the Battle? Uh, thanks, man. My picks went great. This week we had a sweep. You know, I hit on Bobby Green and then a couple fights on the prelims. Max and Grishin, you know, his opponent, William Knight, missed weight by 12 pounds. I didn't even watch any tape on that fight. I mean, you're going to come in missing weight by 10 pounds or more. I'm automatically going to bet against you. Uh, if you look at the history, anytime anyone's missed by 10 pounds or more, they've lost. Uh, so, yeah, automatically bet on Grishin there. And then uh, last but not least, I had Izzy's teammate, Carlos Olberg, and he got the job done, too. So uh, things went my way this week uh last weekend hopefully they go my way my way this weekend as well well there's a reason why your twitter handle is at best fight picks because you have <laughs> the best fight picks my man dan there were a couple things why i wanted to bring you on and the big one that you don't really see this in a lot of other sports but during the ufc 271 broadcast you had michael bisping john anik and some of the commentators just outright talking about the UFC judges and how bad they were. And rightfully so. Oh, it was, it was a terrible, it was a terrible split decision for what we're talking about. But I just thought it was interesting because when you listen to like the NFL, when they have a bad call or college football, when they have a bad call, it'll like kind of be like, yeah, everyone knows it, but everyone will not really talk about it. They were just openly ripping the ref. And I, Thoroughly enjoyed it. Dan, question for you real quick. For Was there a guy who is a rocket scientist that was a judge? Like, can, <laughs> can, I saw your tweet. Can you explain this to me? Was a judge a legit rocket science, but he still sucked? Like, what happened here? Yeah, I mean, I think it was like one of his first times judging a UFC event and allegedly he's a rocket scientist and, you know, he got a call wrong. And I said, you know, it doesn't take a a rocket scientist to uh, it literally doesn't take a rocket scientist to get that fight right. And clearly it doesn't. You know what I mean? It's just uh, it's unbelievable. You know, it's one of those things where. Uh, Texas is notorious for having disgusting judges decisions, but it's not just Texas, man. It's everywhere in the world Um, because I've worked a commentary here for our local promotion called the NFC and the, the, the fight promotion and the athletic commission are two different things. People need to understand that because I hear all the time, Oh, the UFC judges. It's like, nah, it's not the UFC judges. It's the athletic commissions judges. I mean, you got these senior citizens that have zero clue what they're watching <laughs> judging these fights. And then you wonder why you get all these hectic, decisions and people talk about how oh we got to change the scoring criteria we gotta you know it's like nah they're like we need five judges instead of three it's like nah we just need to have i just need to not have my grandmother uh you need competent judges not adding more incompetent well it's like some of these fights how you know two of them will clearly say one fighter won the fight and then all of a sudden there's like this like random scorecard saying the other fighter won by like one point and you're sitting there going does this person, did he, did they even watch the fight? Like, do they know what they're talking about? Cause obviously it looks like they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. They have literally no clue what they're watching and to take it a step further, um, because I've had a lot of run-ins uh, here in Georgia with the athletic commissions here with just some disgusting decisions, whether it's from the judges or from the refs. Like I've seen an amateur fight where a dude took a beating so bad that he was literally never the same. And, you know, I took I took my headphones off and went to the fact that the guy has to wear a, 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 a freaking helmet for the rest of his life. Uh, so it's like one of those things where, you know, people look down at you. When you question the athletic commissions, people, they take zero accountability, zero responsibility, and it's just truly disgusting. Crazy. So, uh, Dan, you know, something else that some people say is disgusting and not to that level, but, you know, when you put your, you know, your body on the line, sometimes your, your well-being, your life on the line, you want to be getting paid for it, right? You know, and rightfully so. Uh, What's going on with the ongoing drama with the fighter pay in the UFC? I mean, it's one of those things where, 
Listen, man, the fighter pay has increased every single year. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just obviously if you have a job, no matter how much you make, you're always going to want to make more. But I don't hear the fighters complaining about it. I hear these journalists complaining about it. Like, I'm surprised the journalists aren't complaining about their bosses not paying them more. <laughs> They're more concerned about what other people are making. So, yeah, it's uh, – it's one of those things where, I mean, if you go out there and you do well in the UFC, you're going to get compensated accordingly. If you're just showing up and, and you're not the best, then I don't expect to be a millionaire. So another thing, Dan, that I wanted to talk about with you is, so Israel Adesanya, he obviously defended his belt against Robert Whitaker, beat him again. I thought he clearly won the fight. It wasn't anything impressive, but he won. But I heard something in there where it caught my attention. It was kind of like those fights that start to kind of put you asleep. And then you hear something you're like, wait, I I need to pay attention to this. What are they talking about? And that was when one of the commentators said, Israel Adesanya is the best striker in UFC history. And I was just wondering if Michael Bisping or if it was DC, I can't remember had been hit in the head to one too many times because (laughs) I still believe that Anderson Silva was a real person. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's just so subjective. It's like, what do you favor more? I mean, I definitely think that Anderson Silva was a lot more entertaining. I think he had a lot more flashier knockouts. I think he even had more of a aura of invincibility about him. But, you know, you could say Israel is probably the more technical striker. You know, he's more technically sound. He's more defensively sound and this and that um, probably takes a bit less risks. But that's what made Anderson so great. Um, I mean, we all remember the night when he front kicked Vitor Belfort in the face and got the Forrest Griffin fight. Whereas, uh, so yeah, I would say Anderson's definitely the, the flashier and more entertaining uh, of the two. And, you know, Izzy's probably a bit more technically sound. And then the last thing I want to talk about was the the big boys. It was Derek Lewis, Ty Tuovasa. And where does Tuavasa go from here? Because if you look at this guy and you didn't know that he was a UFC fighter, you probably just think he's like a bouncer at a bar. <laughs> but now he's not <laughs> knocking out some of the you know the biggest names at the heavyweight division, and he's really been climbing up the the ladders fast here at heavyweight. Yeah, and he's got an incredible personality too, man. I mean, the shoey thing—that's uh, you know—I don't want to call it a gimmick because it's—I don't think he's faking it, but no one else is doing that, right? So it's really cool that the guy's got his own image, he's got his own thing, he's got his own celebration. And honestly, before I talk about where he goes, I want to say one thing: I am absolutely disgusted that they robbed us of that moment of him getting up on the cage and doing a shoey, which is a tradition. Anytime Tai Tuivasa knocks someone out. So he goes out there and knocks out the UFC KO King, Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is not just the heavyweight KO King. He is the UFC KO King. What that means is he has the most KOs in UFC history. Tai Tuivasa goes out there and knocks him out. And instead of showing him jump on the cage and do his signature celebration, they put the cameras on, you know, on Lewis slumping over on his on, on his stool. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? So, you know, not only did they rob us of that moment, they robbed me of a future NFT, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> and what Dan's talking about when he says his his shoey, it's he gets a shoe from the crowd and they pour a beer into it and he like basically shotguns it. <laughs> I hope that uh, someone doesn't have athlete's foot. Hey, Dan, <laughs> something that I'm sure like is annoying to you. It's entertaining to me, though, in a sense. I got to know because I saw a text message release between Dana White and the Jake Paul, the YouTube star turned boxer. Are, what's ever, in your humble opinion, what's ever going to happen between these two entities? Are we ever going to see Jake Paul get his ass laid out in an octagon? Or like, what, what's going on with this? I, I think that that text message was photoshopped, firstly. Um, but what did he do? What did he do? Like, accuse Dana White of like putting a hit out on him? Was that what it was? Yeah, yeah. no, nah, that's definitely photoshopped. I mean, I think. Listen, Jake Paul's an entertainer, man. I mean, he knows exactly how – I mean, we're talking about him right now, right? Yeah. You know, so he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, as far as him getting in the octagon, I highly doubt it. But Scared. I can see him taking – well, he's not a he's <laughs> well, not he's an a, MMA he's fighter. Like a, you know? He's like a quote-unquote boxer, I guess, yeah. Yeah, he should keep doing what he's doing, knock out – old washed up fighters that you know used to be something and you know do your do your thing man I, I'm, I'm actually entertained by him even if but i also know that you, do you know, get annoyed not, by it do you get annoyed by it 
I mean, I'm not under any illusion that this guy is going to come to the UFC and make noise. <laughs> like, I know it's all a game, you know? Yeah. Uh, all right. I will say this. The the diss video he made, I would have liked it so much better if he didn't have Cyborg there. Like, because, oh. Cy- like, having Cyborg there kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> Yeah, not not the biggest eye candy. All right, Dan, before I let you go, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, just saying. Dan, before I let you go, did you, I look at your Twitter account at Best Fight Picks, which is a, is a great follow. Did you end up, in honor of the halftime show, did you end up going to an ATL uh, dispensary? <laughs> man, you know, it's funny because, like, fifth. I didn't even know about the ATL dispensary until, like, I actually I'm dealing with an injury from jujitsu. I have a herniated disc in my neck. Oh, that's it's not ooh. as bad as it sounds. I know that sounds like, oh, my God, it, it, it's really not that bad. I'm okay, just well, doing good. some some physical therapy. And, you know, my doctor prescribed me like steroids and stuff, and I don't want to take nothing like that. So I just was like, you know what? Maybe we should go the natural route. So I hit up my doctor. I was like, hey, can you write me a prescription for some medicinal marijuana? And it turns out you don't even need a doctor's prescription. So I literally just walked in there and, huh? man, it was a great uh, experience. And, um, yeah. you know, there is a. You can ahead, just do ahead. that. You can just do that in Atlanta? Yeah, there's a little bit of a loophole. Um, oh. Let me explain what that is. God bless the, the loopholes. Loophole. The loophole is this. So um, the active ingredient, it's called THCO. And basically what it is is it's federally regulated THC. So that's how they're allowed to sell it. And when I tell you that, it's, I mean, it's like the real thing. There's some slight differences, you know, less paranoia, which is awesome. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's it's pretty darn cool. And it's not, you know, that Delta 8 BS where yeah. you're like, yeah. you're like, dude, I got ripped off. Like, no, this is like some straight up more or less know. more or less munchies <laughs> you know what man less paranoia less munchies and less red eyes okay cool man cool i hope that herniated disc in your neck is doing better than man i'm thinking about you but yeah it's, it sounds a little scary but you're you're fine then yeah 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 okay. we're, we're gonna be back on the mass here soon all right cool well here in wisconsin dan i mean you get jammed up for <laughs> anything but you could go to across the border to michigan or illinois and get it legally Legally, so yeah, there's that for you. All right, hey Dan, uh, before I let you go, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. If everyone wants to consume, and I was watching your live, uh, you went live on Friday. I was watching, really highly entertained. If people want to get involved with everything you do, Dan, how can they do so, and what is it? Oh, firstly, gentlemen, you know it's always a pleasure being on here with you guys. So I really, you know, thank you guys for having thank me. Thank you. It's truly appreciated. And to all the listeners in Wisconsin, thank you all so much. If you want to check out this ATL boy, I have a show called Half the Battle, and Half the Battle is available everywhere podcasts are found. Um, We go live Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time with a different UFC fighter, and then Thursday mornings at 10.30 a.m. Eastern time to break down every up-and-coming UFC fight, give give a prediction, a pick, and a bet on on all the fights. And you're on fire right now, dude. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Best Fight Picks. So I appreciate it, gentlemen. Dan, you're the man, brother. And uh, happy Monday. Oh, happy Valentine's Day, by the way. I hope everything, you know, you got some planned out if you had a lady. You still got that lady you're seeing? Or did I, can I ask that? W- which one? Okay, good. Well, Dan, I hope, <laughs> I, ho- I hope you have allotted time frames where you can uh, please all of them on this Valentine's Day, okay? I appreciate you, my guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> See you, Dan. There is Dan, Best Fight Picks uh, on Twitter. Half the Battle of Podcast. Good stuff there from our guy.